Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast, Here for the Right Reasons. I'm your host, Sarah Heron, and I want to thank you for tuning in for another week of Bachelor craziness. I want to remind you guys, you can listen on Spotify and leave a five-star review on iTunes. We're going to break down all the news that has gone on in the last couple of days. We've got big splits. We've got new split rumors. We've got new couples and a whole lot more. So I have Us Weekly social media editor, Kelly Lasky, joining me. Hi, Kelly. Hey, Sarah. And Us Weekly associate editor, Nicholas Houtman. Hi, Nick. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm great. How are you? You know, I'm doing all right. I think we should start off this episode by talking about Hannah Brown because Kelly and I addressed Hannah Brown last week and there was a big development over the weekend. And I think that's a good way to kick this off. If you guys don't know, Hannah Brown, like I said, we spoke about it last week, made headlines two weeks ago because she sang the N-word on Instagram Live. She posted a apology at the time, but then went quiet and she broke her silence over the weekend on Saturday. She went live on Instagram and there was a few takeaways I got from watching. Did you guys catch her Instagram Live? Yes. I watched the first half. I didn't watch the whole thing. No, I actually didn't watch it, but... I did read what happened with it. Yeah, I I wasn't tuning in at the exact moment. When she went live, you know, I had nothing else to do. So I was (laughs) very quick to click and started taking down as many notes as I could because I didn't know if she was going to save it. I didn't know what was going on. But I think one, it's important to say as, you know, three white people, it's not really our place to accept her apology or say if her apology was good enough. But with everything going on, in our country right now, I also think it's important that she did use her platform and explain to her 3 million Instagram followers how she's bettering herself at this time and providing resources, which she did. She said at the beginning that her original statement was never supposed to be the end of the conversation, just the beginning. She talked about how she's been going through it and journaling and trying to figure out why she said what she said and how that word slipped out of her mouth and because it's not in her vocabulary. She said she hired a quote unquote educator, which I thought was really interesting. She also admitted she was drunk. She said, I don't want to be ignorant anymore. I don't want to be an ignorant white girl who uses the N-word, but I also don't want to be someone who goes on their platform intoxicated and engages with their platform in that way. I have learned that there is so much I cannot say. There is so much more historical context that I don't know, which makes it so much more inappropriate. I thought it was really important when she addressed her followers head on and was like, don't defend me and stop sending hateful messages to those who are holding me accountable instead learn with me. And I don't want to be a 
part of the problem anymore because I think she has a very strong following and I'm sure they were getting defensive of her when people were being critical and that's not going to help anyone. So yeah, I was actually pretty impressed with her. Yeah. From what I, from what I watched too, like with everything going on and it being such a sensitive topic, I did think it was well said. I think it's going to take a little bit for her to like be able to get back into it and get back to posting like regular content. I think that she probably has like such a mix of like angry followers and then she has like, like kind of like a cult following too. So it'll be interesting to see how she like turns this around for herself and like grows from it. And like, we'll see what she does next. I respect that she kind of waited two weeks to really do this full like Instagram live. Cause she said in the beginning of it, she was like, you know, when I did the first Instagram live where she said the N word, she was like, you know, at the time, like, I didn't even realize that I said it, like it just kind of came out. So I appreciate that she took the time to kind of reflect and like educate herself and not kind of rush into doing like a full apology, like in the moment. Yeah, I agree. I think she got some heat for not saying anything right away. But I also think it is such a sensitive time and a sensitive topic and her actions speak louder than words. And so far she's, you know, opened up about what she's doing, not just saying it. So I think, again, we'll see, but I think good on her to take it upon herself to educate herself and to share resources. Um, there's a lot of resources out there right now. Rachel Lindsay has shared a bunch on her Instagram, which if you want to go look at those, I read some of the stuff she said in her podcast. It's, it's you know interesting and important to educate yourself right now more than ever. So I was impressed with Hannah and I hope that she continues to use her platform because it's huge. I mean, I think she's literally, I think most followed bachelor person. Moving on, on a totally different note, Friday night, big Bachelor split. Colton Underwood and Cassie Randolph are no more. What were your initial thoughts? I can't say I was surprised. I've felt like since the beginning that, you know, Cassie has always kind of not felt the same way that Colton has. I feel like Colton was always very like, I love Cassie. I love Cassie. And I feel like she was kind of not in a rush to really advance their relationship. Um, so I can't say that I was surprised. I do feel bad for him and I do feel bad for her, of course, too. But I, yeah, I just, I can't say I was surprised. Kelly? Yeah, I think this was like, I was not surprised at all. Sarah, we kind of like touched upon this last week. I know that there were like some rumors like brewing throughout Bachelor Nation, but I wasn't surprised. Like I, it was just so noticeable to me that, you know, I think he was at like, 60% and she was at like 40% in terms of like how much they were into each other. It was just crazy that like, I thought it was so noticeable because normally with social media and you're a, ba- a big bachelor nation couple, like your social media can sometimes be like deceiving and it might want it to make it seem like everything's a fairy tale, but like, it was kind of easy to read. Like I felt like he posted about her so much more than he posted about her. And I hate that that's like something that is like noticeable these days, but I mean, like, I also wish them the best too. Like, I'm like, this is just another two people who now can be on the market in Bachelor Nation. So we'll see like who they're with next. Obviously, I know they need some time, but no, to go back to my point, I really, I really wasn't surprised by this. And I think it's important to note that these are two people who, you know, we see a certain percentage of their life, you know, whether it was on the show or after the show. So, I mean, of course we, we can't, speculate, you know, what their relationship was like, you know, 24 seven, but it, you know, I do think that there were a lot of signs on social media that they were, you know, spending time apart just in the past, like two or three weeks. So. Yeah. Kelly and I said last week when we talked about like the fact that there were split rumors that it's bachelor nation 
they play both sides because they'll say that they like don't want people to read into their social media activity, but it proves time and time again, like when they don't post about each other, like there usually is trouble in paradise. Like Colton wrote in his book that him and Cassie had broken up once before. And I went back and I think it was over the summer and there was like rumors at the time of based on their social media activity. So it's like, they don't want us to read into it, but they also use their togetherness and their them as a couple and, and to build a brand and we're invested in that brand. So it, you kind of have to, you know, explain what happened. And Cassie said in her statement, they both wrote on Instagram at the same time. She said, however, because our relationship is a, such a public one, our silence on the matter has been speaking for us. Colts and I have broken up. We've decided to remain a part of each other's lives. So at first when I read this, I was like, wait a minute. Like they both made it such a big thing to be like, we're not, we're still going to be each other's lives, which I know they meant friendship. But at first it was a little confusing. It was like, wait, are you like on a break? Is this legit? Should they have a special bond that will always be there? I love Colton very much and have enormous amount of respect for him. We have both learned so much over these last couple of years and we'll always have each other's back. I think it's definitely a matter of like they're better off as friends. They obviously were there for each other as his season was airing, which, you know, he got some heat. They all always do. Um, And then when he had coronavirus, like her family nursed him back to health. So I think this just maybe was like a friend zone situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just like a gradual thing over time. You know, they just realized, you know, we're better off as friends. So we might as well. He told us in March when we spoke to him and he was on this show, which is interesting to go back and listen to his interview now, that they were not going to move in together until they were married. They were wanted something to look forward to. She still had her internship. That takes a lot of work. They can't imagine planning a wedding while, and they don't want a long engagement and they had to make sure timing was right. So I think, I mean, she's only 25, he's 28. They're young. Like it's not the most shocking thing in the world, but I, I did spend some time with them together and they were, they were compatible for sure. So I think, yeah, it just better off as friends. Yeah. 2020 has been a tough year, but they, you know, it did seem like pretty cordial too. Like I saw Greg Sulkin's comments and like Michelle Randolph's on Colton's. Like, I feel like if it was like a really bad breakup, like the comments wouldn't be happening. Like you would just steer clear of that. So, I mean, I know, I think it's really hard to be friends with it, like an, with an ex, but like if their relationship was pretty like friendly throughout it, like maybe, like you said, they're just better off as friends. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to be like living in her Huntington beach family home for, you know, a little slumber party anytime soon. Like, I don't know how close these two are really going to be. I guess time will tell you never know. Bachelor nation is weird. A lot of times they are able to stay friends or develop these like groups it's funny that he's also like promoting, like they did some episode on the food network that's coming out this weekend, which is just awkward. And I kind of want to watch it to see if it's like there were signs. <laughs> so this of course prompts a status check on the rest of the couples in bachelor nation, because we haven't had a split from a, I mean, besides the Peter mess, which was like a thousand splits that doesn't really count <laughs> of a long time bachelor couple. Cause they were together for over a year and that's in bachelor nation. That's like a success. A hundred percent. So I'm going to a quick status update. We have some engaged couples. We have Adam and Raven, whose wedding was postponed. Jordan and Jojo, whose wedding was postponed, both because of Corona, but both still, you know, planning on getting married. Hannah and Dylan from Paradise, who are also very young, engaged. Um, the classic married couples, you're Trista and Ryan, you're Ashley and JP, you're Des and Chris, you're Sean and Catherine, same with you. Pregnant couples, Jade and Tanner are having baby number three, which was kind of a surprise because they, um, their youngest isn't that old, but they are definitely on solid ground. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Ari and Lauren just opened up by having a miscarriage, which was heartbreaking. Their daughter just turned one. So there's a lot of different moving places as always. So I, 
one, want you guys to tell me this is a little shady and we have, this is not based on any actual inside information. This is just speculation on a couple that maybe, possibly, allegedly, one day could be the next to go to Splitsville because the odds are just not in their favor. Again, no inside information, just throwing a few names out there. Nick, would you like to go first? Sure. So I'm going to say Carly and Evan. I'm a big like Bachelor Reddit reader. And there were rumors there a few months ago. He was like spotted at a bar alone and like they weren't post- posting on social media as much. So I feel like, again, like social media is very telling. And I feel like, you know, they might be the next one to kind of head to Splitsville. And also he just randomly got like a vasectomy recently. It's just like, they're just like a very interesting pairing. Okay. I, I, res- I understand that suggestion, not suggestion, that theory. Kelly, what's yours? I would have to say Becca and Garrett. I just like, I also just don't like see a ton from them. Like I really like Becca. She's come to our office before we've met her. Um, but I just like, I'm not fully convinced by it. I don't have any sort of like, like you said, like Reddit threads that I'm referring to or anything. Just personally, if I had to pick something Nick has receipts. Be, like fully lasting, yeah, Nick has receipts. I don't. So just go by that. But this isn't, I don't feel like passionate about this or anything, but if I had to pick someone, I think that it would be Becca and Garrett. And obviously I like, like both of them. I just don't like see it so much on his end, but you know, not everyone is going cray cray on social media. So like good for him, if good for both of them, if most of like everything that goes down between them is behind closed doors and it's very private, whatever, but like, I don't know. Well, it's interesting you bring them up because Becca literally just posted based on social media, Garrett and I broke up because he went fishing which sometimes I think like addressing every time there's a little rumor almost makes it worse. Cause you're like pointing it like when you're pointing it out and two, it's like the fact that you feel the need to be defensive is like a little alarming to me, but also they've probably spent more time together in the last, you know, in quarantine and stuff. Um, because she was on tour. I feel like she's had an interesting career path post bachelor. Like she's done a lot. So, but she's also came out and said that they have no plans to get engaged anytime. I mean, to get married anytime soon, they're already engaged. And that kind of gives me Sean and Caitlin vibes where it's like, they're probably going to be together for a while longer. And then all of a sudden they're not going to make it down the aisle. But I don't know my, my, I wrote down Dean and Caitlin, Caitlin. I think they're really cute actually, but I, I don't know. I, she, there, she's really young. He said he never wanted to get married. Ashley and Jared told me that she thinks that they, they think that, Caitlin like changed Dean and that they're going to get married and they're going to live happily ever after. So that's, you know, someone from the inside's perspective. I just don't believe that is true. And I don't believe that that happened. So that was my guess, but I wish them all the best, you know? No, I actually think that's a good one because I think that looking at like their two different lifestyles, like I could picture Caitlin wanting like a fairy tale wedding and Dean not wanting that. Like, I just feel like they're on different pages with stuff like that, but that's actually a really good one. Yeah. I could see Dean being like, let's go to the courthouse. Like, let's just do it like really quick. And she's like, no, like I want like a big, huge, like castle wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's definitely like embraced van life. And she's like been posting like YouTube videos and stuff. And I think that that's all well and good, but I don't think that's like long-term. Like I think they're kind of living in like a fantasy land. It's probably like very romantic to an extent. And then I think it's going to hit a wall and she's going to be like, I want a house, mm-hmm. <laughs> not a van. that. Well, now that we're done being shady, let's be nice and say the one couple, like who's your bachelor OTP, your one true pairing that you would be devastated, remiss, couldn't leave the house if you found out that they broke up. Last week, Kelly and I admitted 
who are like most shocking couple was hers was Caitlin and Sean. And mine was super, super embarrassingly Josh and Andy, which obviously ended up being for the best. But at the time I was like, it was like Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson. Like I, I mean, I was just heartbroken. And now I have so much confidence in saying that Sean Lowe and Catherine will, will go the distance. There is no doubt in my mind. So that's my new, my new everything. Mm-hmm. Kelly. I would have to say, um, for me, like, like true love to me was Sean and Caitlin. Obviously that didn't work out, but then I really, I like love Jojo and Jordan. I think that they're great. Also, she has a second engagement ring. So like, if it doesn't work out, a lot of money has gone into this engagement. So I really think that they've got to stick it out. But I, I mean, I really like, again, we've met, we've met them before too. They're really, really nice. Jojo just seems like such a genuine person. And he really does too. Like I, I think that they're, and I really like the way they're doing things. Like they, they didn't rush into the wedding. They took their time with their engagement and their engagement was more similar to like a normal couple. That's like not in bachelor nation. Like, it's just not like, all right, engaged after like 20 days of knowing each other. Like, I feel like they got to know each other like a real couple would. So I think Jojo and Jordan for me, like I would be pretty upset if they broke up. I would like, and not as much Sean and Catherine is literally like, I probably wouldn't leave the house for like a week. I would say love is dead if Sean and Catherine <laughs> broke up. So I completely agree with you on that one. Jojo and Jordan. Also, I was a skeptic. I was skeptical when they first, when she first picked him and there was like, Oh, is he on the show just to be like a college football announcer and his brother and like what's going on and like so much drama. So I didn't give them like a year, but the fact that they've been together since then and that he reproposed like that was like, I think they even proved themselves wrong. And that was his way, their their way of getting engaged. Like, I don't think we've ever really seen a bachelor couple get engaged again with a new ring, fresh, like not just the show. And that's definitely like a way of committing to each other. So I used to doubt them, but I, I believe in them now too. And this is also really embarrassing, but like I, every like once a year I go on Google and I watch that time that they were, it was like, I don't know if it was a group date or like a rose ceremony where Jordan like grabbed Jojo and like brought her around the corner when all the guys were like in the room on the other side and like kissed her against the wall. I thought it was like iconic and like amazing. So I go and watch that like once a year, like around like the one year point. I'm like, wait, I haven't watched them do that kiss in a long time. Let me go do that. That's on my to-do list before everything else I have to do. Wait, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. The amount of times I've done that with like fictional couples is so embarrassing. I just finished my Gossip Girl rewatch and the Chuck and Blair fan videos. I went down a spiral for like an hour and then I was like, I need to stop. I am not 16 anymore. Like this is not okay. I literally watch those all the time. Like I go on YouTube and I'm like my, and like, there's like someone made it on like that crappy, like, um, editing program that comes with every laptop. And then like, there's like slow moving transitions in like word art. Like I love those I got videos. It. anyways, Nick, you're, you're, just- <laughs> Nick, who do you watch YouTube videos of in the middle of the night? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I picked two couples. I was going to save Jojo and Jordan for the second one, but since we already kind of discussed them, I'll do them first. I was also skeptical of them at first. I felt that he was on the show for like a sports casting career. I was so convinced. And then, you know, after the show ended, he did get a sports casting job. And I was like, oh my God, like I predicted this. But then again, like he reproposed, they had their home renovation show, which I think I was probably one of the few people who actually watched that. And I enjoyed it. Like, it was nice seeing them like interact outside of bachelor world. I feel like, you know, they seemed like a genuine couple and they seem really happy. 
So I don't want to repeat too much about what we said about them, but I really love JoJo and Jordan. My other one, and I have no reason behind this, is Jaden Tanner. I didn't watch their season, but I just feel like based on their social media and everything, I just feel like they're so in love. And they're just going to be together forever. Jade and Tanner, Janner, if you will, are seem really normal. <laughs> like they chose to live in Kansas for like a long time or Missouri. Maybe it was Kansas City, Missouri. I don't know. They lived in like the middle of nowhere for, and like built this amazing mansion. And I thought it was a little weird when they like left there to move to LA. But then at the same time, I'm like, get your money. Like this is insane. Like it's kind of crazy that he was still like selling. Like he was like a car salesman, car salesman, like with a side hustle on Instagram. And they probably were like, we're going to make so much more money if we move to LA. So part of me was like, oh, like that's a little shady. And then another part of me was like, I can't judge them because I would do the same thing. So I really right. like them too. And I, I'm really excited. I can't believe they're having a third kid. I'm shook. I was watching an interview they did with Entertainment Tonight like a week ago. And they were talking about Hannah and the N-word controversy. And I mean, they were just sitting at home and just doing like this virtual interview. And they just seemed like so like content with each other. Like they weren't like touchy feely or anything, but I just felt like they felt they felt like a real couple. Yeah. If you watch um, Us Weekly's interview with them in the last couple months, they also looked very casual. Comfy, comfy, right, they did. casual. <laughs> yes, I did notice that too. They're very chill. I like yeah, that. Did they know that they were being filmed that day? I was just wondering. Yeah, they did. I believe. I believe. They do have two kids under two and now she's pregnant. So quarantine, there's no glam squads unless you're a housewife who somehow they, you know, they managed to get full glam for their reunions. But I guess the bachelor people aren't so lucky for their Yeah, interview. I'm also not one to talk. I literally haven't worn jeans in like three months and makeup or anything. So I actually support the, the casual Skype interview look. She takes back the shade. Yeah. Rescinded. Okay, so last week, Kelly and I went in on Victoria Fuller for joking about escaping Chris Souls. And she has not addressed the fact that she made that weird joke about escaping his farm, but she is back on the farm. And I guess she only went from Arlington to Des Moines to have some spend some time with Kelsey. And now she's back. And according to Us Weekly Sources, they are exclusive, you guys. What do we think about that? I just want to know like the origin of their relationship. Like I know that they started following each other on Instagram and everything, but like, I feel like it's so weird that like they followed each other on Instagram and then she was there like a few days later. I just feel like they just skipped like five steps or something. So I'm very surprised that they're exclusive now. I felt like it was probably just going to be like a quarantine fling or something, but yeah, I, I just don't buy it. I'm not going to lie. Like I just, I don't, ugh, I, I, you won't see me going to Iowa anytime soon. No shade on Iowa, but like, it's just like, I feel like she's like, she's going to be, she, I feel like she just wants to be in LA. Like I just, I think for quarantine, it's probably good, but I can't see her being there like full time. Like I just don't, it doesn't really match like the lifestyle that she gives off on social media. So that's just not why I'm a hundred percent convinced, but like also good for them. Like finding something in quarantine, it's very hard for a lot of people. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, we didn't get bachelor in paradise this summer. If we did, something tells me Victoria F would have been one of the first people on the beach. Instead, she found, you know, her own paradise on a farm and I'm happy for her. I'm, I'm surprised. Also, I kind of thought this was going to be like a Hannah Brown spending a month in Florida, teasing us on social media with Tyler situation. But it sounds like she's in it for the long haul. I don't know if she's going to be moving there full time. Maybe they're just waiting till she can go home for a little while. But I also feel like they've had nothing else to do. And she is getting a taste of his real, his life probably hasn't changed that much. Like he's still farming and he's at home and he's in Iowa and she's getting a taste of what it would be like to be his wife, which the people on the, on his season of the bachelor 
didn't really get. I mean, they were there for a hot minute and most of them like pretended like they would move to Iowa when we all knew they really wouldn't. So Ashley, I, um, so it's probably a good, it's probably a good way to form a relationship with someone who is never going to be able to leave Iowa. That's his lifestyle. So, I mean, it would be truly, truly wild if these two end up together. Like also, can I just say, I'm shocked that none of us said that we thought Peter and Kelly would be the next to break up. Oh yeah. I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of I that. actually, I thought of them. They were going to be my second choice behind Carly and Evan. <laughs> Instead we're going divorce with parents of two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't man. know. I just feel very strongly about Carly and Evan, apparently. <laughs> you, you have the Reddit, you have the Reddit thread. And you can't really forget about the way that Carly treated Evan, like at the beginning of paradise. Like it was like shocking. Some of the things that she would say about him. I'm like surprised that they like came back from that. And like, I like, I just will never forget that. But anyways, I know it's one of those things where it's like with those two and with like a Kelly and Peter, I mean, her being like his fourth choice or whatever you, we joke about it and we're like, how could they have gotten together? But it's also probably is what makes them stronger. The fact that like Evan had to watch Carly say she was basically disgusted by him and they had to get through that and they did and chose each other. So it's almost like you're seeing the worst, right? Like laid out in front of you. And I feel the same way about Peter and Kelly, but we almost had a different couple. Dean Unglert, I love saying his last name, went on his podcast and he revealed that he had a crush on Andy Dorfman, my favorite bachelorette of all time. And he thought about sliding into the DMs, pursuing it. Obviously we know he eventually went on paradise twice. He is now with Kaylin. They're in a van somewhere. One, were you surprised by a potential Dean and Andy, which I should say that she, she responded, was very respectful about Kaylin, like happy, you two seem happy. Do you have a brother? Like joking. Um, Were you surprised at that? And two, this also prompted our bachelor couples we want to see in the world. So we're going to run through those, but first tell me your Dean and Andy thoughts. So I don't know too much about Andy because I didn't watch her season either, but I, I could totally see Dean being like a DM slider. I just, that does not surprise me whatsoever. Yeah. And like, I, it's not so much about me being surprised about it. I just like, don't really understand like revealing something like this. I just can't imagine it, you know, going over too well with Kaylin only because like news articles were written about it. Certain things like that. Like, obviously like we love like stories like that and tea coming out, but like, I just didn't really necessarily like understand like the reason for sharing it. But I mean, yeah. D- I feel like Dean was like wild and cray cray, like on his first couple seasons of everything. So like I could, I don't know, I could see it. But at the same time, like she's a city girl, New York City, like he's like doing the whole van thing. I just don't really see it like actually ever working. I know he's with Kalen, but if it ever got to that point, like I don't really see it. They seem very different to me. I respect him for shooting his shot though. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I love when they reveal it. Like every, it makes me so, I just, there's so many DMs and potential relationships in Bachelor Nation that we don't know about. And like when things leak, certain things leak, like you feel bad. Like remember like that Sony hack of like emails and like the best thing ever was like Channing Tatum's emails, just being like a million exclamation points and like being so nice. Like yeah. it was some <laughs> funny thing that came out of that. Like I need a leak of like everyone on bachelors, like DMs, like anyone who has the word bachelor or bachelor in paradise in their Instagram bio, like somehow all their DMs leak and we can just go through it. Like imagine the gold in there. Oh, it would be amazing. It would be yeah. amazing. It's not even the right word. Especially Blake's. Oh my God. Well, we need, we already had his text messages. Those were gold. So imagine his yeah. DMs. Oh my God, what is Blake up to? 
The first thing I asked you guys to come up with was any Bachelor alums that you would like to see get together. This could be past, present. Yeah, no future. I guess future if you wanted to do someone from Claire's season that you think would be a good couple. I will go first because mine is someone with Andy Dorfman. As I said, I love Andy. I've read both her books. I watched her seasons. I thought her and Josh were Cinderella and Prince Charming. And then he ended up being more evil stepmother than Prince Charming, allegedly. (laughs) But um, I wish the best for Andy. I think she's so smart. She used to be an attorney. And I know she lives in New York now, but she is from Georgia. So, and she's got the Southern girl thing going for her. So I would like Andy and Peter Krause just meet somewhere oh in the middle. He leaves, he leaves Wisconsin. She, maybe he comes to New York. Maybe they have like a summer house in, in Georgia or in the Midwest somewhere. And I think they would be a power couple and he's hot and she's hot. And like, why the hell not? I love that one. That didn't even yeah, cross my too. mind, but I love it. I'm here for it. I'll let them know. I'll, I'll yeah. set it up. I'll, I'll, I'll DM them both start a group chat. Just be like, hey guys, I've been thinking about it. And I really think you're compatible. So if you get married, I am ordained. Tell Dean well, to DM them. You're verified on Instagram, Sarah. So you might be able to actually like appear in their uh, DMs. I'll get right on that. I, I'm never, I never know what to use my verification for. And this could be my cause. Um, <laughs> Kelly, who was your couple? Oh, I, I just like need Jordan Kimball and Demi Burnett to, to be like my, they're like my king and queen. Like, I just feel like they need to get together. Like their banter would just be out of this world. And, um, I, that's who I want to get together. I have a few, but that's like my main one. I, on my notes, I put crowns emojis on like each side, just so I knew that it would like stand out to me. I, um, Jordan follows me on Instagram. I met him and was in Canada with him. So maybe I should message him and tell him your thoughts. I think Demi has a boyfriend, but I don't, I'm sure he's open to it. Yep. Let him also use that verification to let them, let them know. (laughs) Nick, what was one of yours? So I actually forgot that these two, that there were dating rumors with them. And then I looked it up and there were, but mine, I picked Connor and Madison. I don't know. I just feel like they have like very similar values. Like I feel like they're both very like family oriented. They're kind of like laid back. They're both tall, attractive, you know, tall, dark and handsome, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I would just love to see them get together. I remember when that came out that he like Mike Johnson or some one of his friends in The Bachelor was giving him like like messing with him on an Instagram live because he like blushed when they said Madison. And I was like, oh, I could see it. Like I, but then she came out and she's like, we didn't, we like DM'd like once. Like she kind of downplayed it and hasn't really, she kind of makes it seem like she's not going to date after the Peter thing for a while. Again, we got no paradise. So who knows what would have happened, but I like that. I like that couple. I could see that happening. I think Connor, Connor needs someone. Right. I also picked them because I feel like, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, I think they would be so good together. I also like Um, making TikToks. True. So they could do that together. Right. Right. They could teach each That's other. That's what we need. Yep. More TikTok couples. <laughs> um. And they, they're both young. So, I mean, I don't feel like either of them are necessarily in a rush to like get serious. So I think that they would take it slow and like it would be good for them. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Here, I'm totally here for that. Awesome. I gave you guys a few prompts. We can just go with whatever. But one thing I thought about was a couple that you think would have gotten together if Bachelor in Paradise did happen. And this one is kind of a stretch. I don't know if you guys are going to agree. But something tells me, something tells me that Matt James would have ended up on the beach and him and Hannah Ann would have had a fling. Okay. I'm I could totally that do that. Yeah. Really? I really wanted to see Hannah Ann on VIP. I think she would have literally slayed. Like, she I would have been the bachelorette of VIP. Yeah. She kind of, she would have been the Hannah G of the 2020 Bachelor in Paradise. 
100 percent. which is funny because they're friends I actually said for this one, this Bachelor in Paradise prompt, I said that Hannah Ann and Robbie Hayes would have done oh, I'm only saying this because like I feel like she's kind of like his type like younger like prominent reality tv star like I just feel like he if they were I know I don't know if Robbie would ever go back but at the same time he's on siesta oh so he I would go back him. but I just feel like I don't know how it would be on her end but I really think that he would be like all for her yeah I agree he would pursue her I hope she would be smart enough to be like no <laughs> I'm going to match right. Yep. I'm actually totally here for that. I, I like that one, Sarah. Nick, what about you? What's your matchmaking for, for Paradise? So again, I'm kind of going off of looks just because they kind of look similar, but I could see Kelsey and John Paul Jones together. I just feel like they're both kind of like a little goofy and like, I feel like they would have fun together. I don't think they would be like a long-term couple, but I think they'd have like a nice little like summer fling. Yeah. I, I like could totally see that. And he would like, her the champagne gate of it all like he would come in and be like i can open a bottle of champagne for you like also flub it yeah her king and yeah jpj is a hundred percent trying to get back on that beach yeah remember when he like announced his acting goals yes i wonder how those are going remember when she just mean, showed up to his what seemed like his parents house his dorm room his dorm i don't know i don't know where it was <laughs> wow shady this monday i can't stop myself did you guys have any other bachelor duos that you wanted to talk about before we we bring the a-list community into this and really just open up any doors and make the most random pairings ever um i have two that like a, a few that are gonna like i don't know what you guys are gonna say about them but she has a few I just, I don't know why. I just, part of me just can see it happening. I don't know why. I just feel like she would be all in. He would be all in. But I knew that I was going to get that reaction out of you guys. I said Blake Hortzman and Sydney Hightower because they both are drama, drama, drama. I just think that Blake would be drawn to her. She's a very pretty girl. But I think that drama follows her and she's also drawn to it. So I think that they would just be like all over each other. You guys know Tyler Cameron's my king. So Tyler Cameron and Kelly Lasky. Yes. So that would be my first choice. But if it didn't work out with me, I would say from Ari season, she didn't really get a lot of airtime. And I think that she was meant to be like the next Corinne. She had like beautiful blonde hair. Her name was Mikkel. She had like really pretty long hair and she ended up not really speaking that much. But like, if you put two pictures of them up next to each other, they look amazing and they would have beautiful children. So that is who I'm putting my king with. Wow. I was wondering if you were going to attempt to match your soulmate with someone else. I don't really know like a lot about her, but I remember her like, it's seeming like Bachelor, like producers wanted to make her like kind of like a villain, but then she didn't really talk that much. So I don't really think that that worked out too well, but. So you would rather have Tyler with this rando than Hannah B? Yeah. I'm not like, a, like, I know, I know that you want Tyler and Hannah B to, to be a thing, but like, I don't know. I just, I see him with myself. So it's hard for me to see him with like other people. <laughs> Iconic. That's why you pick some random girl to be like, you can have her or me. Pick. Yep. Wow. Um, yeah. Kelly, you guys, you, 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 guys really, you, really, you really brought it with these random well, I have one more that I think that's going to make you guys be like, are you kidding me? Do it. I, my other king, Sean Booth, I don't, I really think that he's like 
just too good for like bachelor nation. Like I think he's like elite, but I think that like him and Cassie Randolph would kind of like work. She's like, very chill. That. She's very chill. And like, I know she's 20, she's 25 and he's 33. I looked it up last night, but I think that like his lifestyle is very chill, but at the same time, like he's not all over social media besides for booth camp. And I also think that she does put a lot up, but it's nothing like crazy. So I feel like, I don't know. I just can like kind of see it. I think they'd be really cute together. I know that she's in LA, he's in Nashville, but like I was thinking about it last night and I was like, yeah, wait, I would kind of, I would definitely ship them. Do you think they would go the distance though? I feel like he's like an all in kind of guy, but we, he never like puts on social media if he is like dating anyone or doing anything. So I don't know like how we would really ever find out, but I don't know if it would, I, who knows what these, with these things lasting anymore, honestly. True. I 100% think she's going to be with someone older. Colton was a few years older, but I could see her with someone like much older. She was one of the A-list bachelor combos I came up with. And I, this is kind of, I can't decide if I think this is a good take or a really dumb one, but I, so her sister, Michelle Randolph has been dating Greg Sulkin for a long time. And I was Googling like Greg Sulkin's friends and none of them were really coming, like speaking to me. And I didn't really know who many of them were, but he's an actor. And I could see her dating an actor. And I feel like her and Austin Butler, Vanessa Hutchins' ex, could potentially, you know, be compatible. I love that. I love him. I like him with blonde hair, not black. Yeah. I don't know. I just could see it. Yeah, I could see that. I like kind of fell in love with him when he was on the Carrie Diaries. I don't know how many people watch it, but I know that you did. Obsessed. I miss that show. I also said Zac Efron and Hannah Ann. (laughs) Which would just be a whole lot of pretty. Well, I could see that though. That would be a lot of pretty. I I can see that too. Do you think he would go for someone that was in Bachelor Nation though? Like, I don't know. I feel like he puts himself up on like a really high standard. Like, do you think he would go down to like a reality star, even though Hannah Ann is a queen? Like, do you think that he would? You know what? I don't think he would know she was from The Bachelor. I think if they met at some sort of industry event that she happened to, I mean, The Bachelor people find them like Nick Vile was at the Emmys or something. Like they find themselves in these situations and I could see them crossing paths, him thinking she's cute young girl, them talking and then him not even realizing until down the line. And then every interview having to be like, to watch the bachelor and him being like, no, I, he's, he like goes on like adventures and like, whatever, like he doesn't watch TV. He has a show called like killing Zac Efron about him, like scaling mountains. Like he's not watching ABC. True. He would never watch. I can't picture him doing that. Nick, it's also always weird when it's like a bachelor person who, you know, likes the show, like January Jones, like the show, and then went on dates with Nick Vile. And like, even she was like, I couldn't believe what I was doing. Like she couldn't get past it. So any like big members of bachelor nation, yeah, they might meet them and like hook up with them or like consider it more likely, but they could never actually like marry them because they were a fan. It's weird. Yeah. Nick, who did you have? Okay. So I picked newly single Colton. So first, and this is totally hypothetical, of course. I would love to see him have a fling with like a, like a fun older woman, like Jennifer Aniston, just a fling, you know, just a post, you know, split, you know, some fun. But after that, I could kind of see him like going the distance and like settling down with someone that's like a little more like his level, like, like a Haley Steinfeld or something. Oh Um, yeah. Oh my God. I can see that. I feel like we forget that he dated Allie Raisman. So I could kind of see some, obviously like Allie is a big name, but she's not like Jennifer Aniston, of course. So I could kind of see him like settling down with someone that's like, you know, like a moderate level of fame. You lost me at Jennifer Aniston, but then you got me back with Haley Steinfeld. And is she religious? Because I think 
that could be, I think she is. Yeah. That would help. Wow. I could totally see that. And he liked brunettes before Cassie. Right. Right. Exactly. And Jennifer Aniston is a a bachelor bachelorette fan. So like she probably knows who he is. Oh, hundred percent. Jennifer Aniston knows who he is. Yeah. And this might be because I like Colton, but like, I kind of put him on like a higher pedestal. Like he was sort of in the NFL. Um, so I feel like if, if Jennifer Aniston like went after him, like it wouldn't be like a complete like downgrade. (laughs) I know I was trying to come up with like athlete, single athletes, because I thought that that would be like more uh, like likely that they would, because we've seen Hannah and like with that Steelers quarterback and stuff, but I couldn't come up. I mean, sports haven't been on for a while. My sporty spice skills aren't quite as sharp. I couldn't come up with any good, like eligible single athletes for any of them, but that was really fun. Do you guys have any other ones before we sign off? What about Jimmy Garoppolo? I thought about him, but he's too good for these people. True. I could totally respect that. I love him so much. He's, he's my everything. So maybe again, I'm just biased and I don't, I don't think, but I thought about him. I also don't know his type because he only has like, his dating history is like not great. Google it. I could see him that that would be on my to-do say, but I could actually see him and Hannah Ann. Like I know like, her little, uh, she had a little fling with a, with a quarterback too. But like, like I said, like he is like next level. So I don't know. He definitely needs like, he, he definitely needs like an A-lister. Yeah, totally. Whatever happened with Hannah Ann and that quarterback, did that just like fizzle out? I feel like I missed something. <laughs> no, I think it just, I mean, she said like pretty openly that she wasn't trying to get into like a serious relationship. She was like having a quarantine bay moment, not specifically about him, but in all of her interviews. So I think they must just like, you know, have TMZ caught them one time. I'm sure they hung out a few times. It was probably more so like a friends with benefits situation than a, than a yeah. relationship. But I was also rooting, rooting for that. I like, I think she's, I just really want Hannah Ann to find love. Yeah. She slays though. Like, I think that it's not going to be very hard for her. Like she like knows who she is and knows what she wants. And I think that like that attracts, like that will attract like a good person for her. Well, this was so fun, you guys. Who needs Bachelor in Paradise when you have the Here for the Right Reasons podcast with these three unqualified, shady matchmakers who are just hoping for the best for certain couples and I guess rooting for others to fail. Just kidding. We don't want anyone to actually break up. This was all just hypothetical. And if any of us are right, that would be iconic. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll come back to this in a couple years and see how, how it did. Yeah, I, I, have, I have high hopes for us. So I want to... Thank you all for tuning in to Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast here for the right reasons. Remind you to listen on Spotify and leave a five-star review on iTunes. We will be back every week to be a little bit of a break from what's going on in the world and keep you posted on all things Bachelor Nation. Thank you, guys. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts 
to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.